Anthology presents Professor Challenger at the Edge of Eternity by Robert Thomas and Darren Freebury-Jones based on characters created by Arthur Conan Doyle. Part 4. Welcome to the Jungle, George. What a palaver. Professor Challenger and I had barely escaped from an ancient pharaoh when we took a voyage across the sea where I met my doomed love, Evangeline Rockwell. During our brief engagement, we travelled to Angkor Wat in search of the next clue on the trail of the Children of Eternity, where, out of nowhere, the evil Theodore Harrison turned up and trapped us beneath a sprawling temple running for our lives from a living statue as he made off with my now ex-fiancé. Challenger, there's no way out. There must be a service tunnel along here somewhere, Peregrine. Haven't we already been this way? My mortals, you cannot hide forever. Philip, we must keep moving. We will find a way out of these tunnels. This is no use. I'd rather just die. Pull yourself together, man. Don't be a wimping tongue. This is no time to go soft on me like you did on Evangeline. You really are unremitting in your crassness, Challenger. Miss Rockwell was right. These jokes are awful. Mortals, prepare to die! This truly was it now. This really must be it now, Challenger. Say your prayers. Demon, cease! What did you do? Servant of the Children of Eternity, you shall answer my questions. Yes, Master. Good. Good. Now, is there a way out of this ruddy maze? Yes. Good. Are we going the right way? No. Will you show us the way out? Yes. There we are, then. What a helpful chap. Follow me, mortal. I could have kissed Challenger, but I didn't. The statue, suddenly subservient and not in the least bit terrifying, led us through the maze of caves to a winding staircase that took us out of the darkness. It stopped at the threshold, not willing to follow us to freedom. Thank you for your help, kind. Do you have a name? My name is one that cannot be conceived by mortal men. Thank you, one that cannot be conceived by mortal men. What a splendid chap you are. No, my name is not one that cannot be conceived by mortal men. It is one that cannot be conceived by mortal men. Exactly. Unmoved by the clearly brainless statue, we pressed on, up and up, the canvas of stars revealing themselves to us bit by bit. A sight I thought I should never see again in the dreaded tomb below. We emerged deep within the Cambodian jungle. Night had fallen, and the sky was a navy blue sea of fear and despair. The grinning visage of the moon taunted us further as we wandered deeper and deeper into the thicket, branches clawing at our sweat-drenched jackets, their tendrils reaching for us and snagging against our skin, blooding us further. We struggled on. How much further, Challenger? I'm not sure. We must keep moving. These jungles are treacherous, full of danger, and with a distinct lack of kangaroos. Danger? 
Oh, whoa. Do you think Evangeline will be all right? I'm afraid that she is dead, Peregrine. Dead? But how? She was killed by her twin sister, Jenny Caliber. No! Yes. Now, come on. We have to keep going. I struggled on, my heart heavy with grief. Could it be that my beloved Evangeline was dead? Murdered in cold blood by Jenny Caliber, Theodore Harrison's right-hand woman and her long-lost sister? I swore bitter revenge, and the moon turned red with my fury as we fought our way through the jungle. Professor, could I have a sip of your water, please? I feel rather faint. This water is for clever men, not Densingtons. Are you a clever man? I would like to think so. Are you as clever as I am? No, I suppose not. Correct. I am the cleverest, and that is why you can have no water. I don't understand. Precisely the reason that you shall have no water. Oh, for the love of God, man, stop being so insufferable. <laughs> That is it. Give me some. Give me, you cad. There you go. How refreshing. I must have a lie down a moment. Fine. I'm going to relieve my bladder. All of a sudden, I felt what I thought were challengers, sausagey fingers massaging my scalp. Ah, you see, Professor, you can be nice when you want to be. When I looked up, I saw that those were not challengers' digits at all, however. I was gazing into the fierce physiognomy of a brutal, hairy beast of a creature. Clearly startled by my manly screams, the beast exited in a rustle of leaves. I knew it would return, and I was ready the next time it appeared. I leapt to my feet and struck the ape-like creature in the snout. Peregrine, it's me, Challenger! It seems you thought you were spanking the monkey. I passed it on the way back from the bathroom. Pleasant fellow. My apologies, Professor, but you have to admit that the resemblance is uncanny. Hmm. For an anthropoid catarine primate, that fellow was rather handsome. We continued walking, stumbling out onto a dirt track, and we soon reached our hotel in Siam Reap. Home at last. Finally, we can rest. Not yet, Peregrine. We must find a way of catching up with Harrison and Calibar, or to overtake them before they reach the Temple of Jupiter. But can't we sleep first? Absolutely not. The world is at stake. Yummy. Did you say steak? I'm starving. So, what do you intend to do? A friend of mine is stationed in Saigon. Maybe he can help. Why didn't you ask for his help before? I couldn't risk Calibur finding out about him. As soon as she attached herself to you, asking Jax for help was out of the question. Come on! We hurried to the hotel radio room, where Challenger was quickly able to get in touch with his friend. Come in, come in. Jax, hello? Oui? Who is the George Challenger, old boy. Ah, Monsieur Challenger! How are things in London? I'm in Siam Riap, old boy, and I need your help. Help from mon ami, Challenger? Whatever I can do! 
How soon can you be in Siem Reap? The answer, as it happens, was four hours. Jacques Francois! We arrived at the Siam Reap airfield just before dawn, and in time to see Jacques' biplane land. He had come straight from Saigon, and took the opportunity, while the plane was being refueled, to give us the grand tour. She's a beauty, Jacques. A marked improvement on the last one. Oui, well, uh, the trouble we ran into in Vladivostok meant that I had to scrap the old crow completely. Once I remember where she was, of course. Stumbling around Vladivostok for months with no memory, eh? You'd think you'd have been out drinking with me. Oh, oh, oh my dear Georges. But here she is. The new crow. And what a bird! What design is she? She is a fucker EV, and a cheeky little fucker she is. A fucker, eh? Oui, a fucker. Have you ever seen a fucker like you? I've never seen quite so big a fucker as the new crow, I confess. Well, we should be able to take this little fucker for a ride soon enough. Is there enough room in this fucker for me? <gasps> How dare you refer to my aircraft in such a disgusting manner! I... I just Stop meant... embarrassing me, Peregrine, you imbecilic monkey. We must leave at once, Jax. Is the plane ready? That sound indicates it has just finished filling up with the petrol. Clammy above. We boarded the plane, and soon we were rushing skyward, the wind whipping through our hair as the jungles of Cambodia fell away beneath us. We drifted west, pursued by the sun as it steadily overtook us, sailing overhead and then gently dropping before us, bathing us in... Are we nearly there? Qua? Are we nearly there? Qua? Are we nearly there? Qua? Bathing us in the majestic light of the dusky sun dancing across the Arabian Sea, then down, down we went, dropping out of the sky the rickety little fogger shaking as the altitude dropped and my ears popped. Where are we going? Ah, Bombay. As you ask. Bombay? Why are we going to Bombay? This is where Chalanger insisted that we go. We don't want to go to Bombay. Allez! We arrived at Bombay, landing heavily on a hastily arranged airstrip, where, waiting for us, was another old friend of Challenger's. Ah, Professor Challenger. I must say that it is a rather nice surprise to see you in Bombay. How the devil are you, Roxton? Very well, sir. On the trail of another lost world this time, are we? Or will clouds of poison suffocate the world again? I must say I'm rather disappointed that our little band of fellows hasn't been gathered together. Well, we wouldn't want that, would we? Roxton, this is Philip Peregrine. Lord John Roxton, the big game hunter. Why, I read all about you in Malone's accounts. How do you do, sir? Lord John Roxton. Charmed, I'm sure. I am also charmed. How charming. And you already know, Jax. Ha, 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 Jacques Francois. Last I saw you, you were being carried off by a tribe at the base of Mount Victoria, your legs behind your head and your mouth stuffed with olives. Well, it is quite the story. I'd rather like to hear Another it. story for another time. I trust you managed to make the necessary arrangements. As best I could. 
There aren't many steamers that will take you directly to South America, but by God, I managed to find you one. It leaves tonight, so you haven't much time. Good work! And Harrison? The ship arrived an hour ago. They're taking on the last of the passengers now, so you haven't a moment to lose. What on earth is going on? Didn't I explain? I lied to Harrison and Calibur. The next clue is not in Lebanon, as they're so keen to believe, but in fact is hidden away in the jungles of Peru, in the lost temple of the moon. I was stunned. He couldn't be serious. You can't be serious. I am. I knew that Harrison would be too preoccupied with trying to kill us to check the inscription. And Calibur is a woman. And? Well, she is a woman. You see? Yes, yes, of course. Absolutely understand. I'm not sure I follow. Challenger. Yes? Are you a bit of a sexist? Possibly. I was born in 1863, after all. I see. You continue to amaze me, Challenger. Be it your massive beard, your incredible memory, or your insane compulsion to own a kangaroo, every moment with you is full of surprises. I'm glad you think so. Now, to action. Within the hour, we were skulking around the Bombay docks like a pair of common criminals lurking in the shadows cast by the waning moon. We had stolen our way aboard the ship that Harrison and the murderer Calibur had intended would take them onto Lebanon, in hopes of retrieving the sun disk that they had taken from us when they murdered my wife-to-be and left us for dead in that dread tomb beneath Anchor Wat. Challenger, what compartment is theirs? I checked the manifesto, and it should be the next one along. Keep an eye out. The boat was silent, apart from the gentle wash of the waves lapping against the bow and the rustle of chains caught in the breeze that carried the smell of rotting fish across Bombay Harbour. Then, coming up the gangplank... Oh, I told him no! I wanted a large pianist! <laughs> Challenger, quickly, we should hide behind those crates. We did so, and just in time for there, appearing along the deck, sun disc in hand... Theodore Harrison. And look, Jenny Caliber is with him. Oh, very good, very good. Still as funny as the last time he told that joke. I think so. You know... It's such a nice evening that I think I want to stay out here and talk about our plan for a moment. All we seem to do is talk about the plan. Haven't we talked about the plan enough? No. Because I think we have to be very clear about what happens when we get to the edge of eternity. Okay, Theo. Tell me again. What will you do when you get to the edge of eternity? Well... Stop right there, you two. Challenger! How on earth did you escape Angkor Wat and get here so quickly? That doesn't matter. Now, hand over the sun disc. The game is up. You're finished. Or what? You'll shoot me? Don't tempt me, Harrison. Well, I'll do it. Because I'll never hand over the sun disc. Well, you might as well, Harrison. Because it's no use to you where you're going. What do you mean? Peregrine. I mean, you won't be able to use it where you're going anyway. Ha <laughs> ha! We tricked you, you fool. There is no temple of the god of sky and thunder. It was all a ruse so that we could get you out of the way as we head to Peru, where the temple of the moon... Uh, like a man possessed, Challenger launched himself at Theodore Harrison, desperately struggling for the 
the sun disk. As I have said, he was a gorilla of a man, casually tossing one of the henchmen off. Overboard, I mean. Tearing the sun disk from Harrison's hands, Challenger grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and pulled me overboard. Fortunately, in hauling us off the ship, he had conveniently managed to aim us directly over a tarpaulin covering some crates, which managed to cushion our fall. Oh, thank goodness, Challenger. How did you know that these crates were here to cushion our fall? I didn't. They're getting away! After them! No time to lose. Let's go. The villains were bearing down on us, but we were off. Racing down the floodlit dock, long, desperate shadows cast behind us as we paced closer and closer to the gates. Then, ahead of us, a merciful sight. A waiting car with keys in the ignition. Step on it, George. Professor. Professor. He did, and we smashed through the gates onto the streets of Bombay. But our reprieve was not for long, because no sooner had we escaped the docks than Harrison and his henchmen were behind us in a pursuit car of his own. There they are, boys! Get them! Bullets whizzed over our heads as we tore through the streets of Bombay, Challenger throwing the car about wildly. Ahead of us, looming in the murky moonlight, was the SS Venture, with a basey booming burst the horn told us that it was shipping out and the horrible realization dawned on me we were going to miss the boat challenger i'm a bit busy peregrine challenger busy challenger what we're going to miss the boat now is not the time for proverbial sayings old boy oh hang on i see what you mean hold on we were gaining on the SS Venture, but our case was still hopeless. We were never going to make it on board, as they had already stowed the gangplank. They have stowed the gangplank, Challenger. We'll never get on board now, and Harrison and his men are right behind us. I think this is it for us, Professor. Despite my terrible fear, I now felt a sense of despondency. Had all this been for nothing? Was all this excitement about to dribble to an all-too-short and thoroughly disappointing climax? Professor Challenger at the Edge of Eternity starred Robert Durbin as Philip Peregrine, Darren Freebury-Jones as Professor Challenger, James Lawrence as Theodore Harrison, Evelyn Campbell as Jenny Caliber, Robert England as Jacques Francois, and Alid Bidder as Lord John Roxton. You've been listening to an anthology production Written and directed by Robert Thomas and Darren Freebury-Jones.